0: Yes,
1: welcome back to Tradies, Sam McClure and Mitch Cleary. Where each week we chat through the trading, the buying, and the selling of AFL
0: players. We are back in the same studio. Mitchell, welcome to you. Just been a long week waiting to see you in the flesh, Sam. You yeah. feel like you've got a bit of a glow about you. being oh, up I do. north. Yeah. How was your little break? Great. up North to the northern beaches of New South Wales. I've still got a, undisclosed. I've location. got to leave
1: Victoria permanently. Oh, I have to. I think I'm done with Melbourne. Could you do I your radio show? I think it's show. over.
0: Could you do your radio show from anywhere? Probably.
1: Like the way technology is now, you just need a decent mic. Apologies for my mic last week. I've already copped a bit of stick from mates. Uh, We had some technical problems, but our producer guru, uh, Scotty, still managed to make it sound listenable. Yeah, I could probably do it. Classified would be
0: be hard. What about Adam Schefter and the big NBA and NFL journos who have their own little own home studio? So they cross to them and they've got their own little – fake bookshelf and yep. things like that? Could you have your own little I don't, setup? up I don't have the money. I mean, like, I don't have the <laughs> middle park pad like <laughs> you do. You know, I'm just in this little apartment in France. Actually, someone I spoke to a few weeks ago said, how did Sam end up going with that auction? We never followed that up that yeah, you were attending got, an auction. It got sold two days prior to the auction. Right. So it got sold from underneath me. Are you but still in the hunt? Still
1: in the, very much in the hunt.
0: Page views, and Yeah, I'm a
1: domain guy, actually. Okay. Um, Speaking of TV and Footy Classified- so we usually record this on a Tuesday night. Yes. We are currently, you know, for all full disclosure, recording on a Monday afternoon. Yep. So I've had to completely change my schedule, which, you know, has caused my my EA significant issues. And Your dog. <laughs> yeah, you know, Diva likes to sleep most of the day. Um because talking finals, yep. Which is a a spin off, if you will, of talking footy. Starts tomorrow. It does. With Tuesday. Yours
0: truly, Mitch Cleary. Back on the screens of, of seven all around the country. So James Brayshaw hosting with Tim Watson, Trent Cochin, and Joel Selwood. And it's I'll, a big
1: lineup. It's a star
0: studded lineup. I'll come in with a bit of trade news here and there. Now so see this worries me. This 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 worries <laughs> why? me. Why? Well, you know, you and I had some sort of understanding here.
1: And now you've been sucked in by the bright lights <laughs> and the fame of a new TV show. When seven comes calling,
0: you've uh, got to make yourself available.
1: So are you ho- are you currently holding stuff back today that you are going to drop tomorrow? Be honest with
0: me. Be honest with our listeners. I'll be honest in the fact that there may be a few things I'm following up on oh, that I may have just Scott, put a bit is, more- This is unacceptable. We, we... <laughs> this, is, this is like that time when- We can't we can't refu- be doing this. It's like the time when you refused to tell me about Arazio where he had potentially been going. No, I'm actually- I'm sitting on one as well. I. <laughs> <laughs>
1: A fresh player. I'm sitting on one. Yeah, for the age. Uh, yeah, at this stage. Okay. See so how we
0: go. Can I try and coerce it out of you no. throughout the duration of the show?
1: You, hey, you can try to do whatever you'd like to do.
0: Is it a player we yet talk about in the trades? In the trades? You. you can at least you can at least give me three answers. No, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I'm not bound by any sort of
1: agreement that you and I have. Okay. Well, uh... no, no. It's it's not confirmed yet. I would never hold anything back. Right from the tradies, listeners. A few more
0: calls to come throughout the week. Yeah,
1: yeah, no tomorrow's going to be a big day on the blower. Uh
0: and you had your birthday? I did, yes. How was it? I'm, just, I'm I was sad to miss it. Yeah, it was good. It would have been good to see you there. I had a few uh a few drinks over the weekend, but I'm back now fresh. The uh the hangovers don't get much better at. So this uh, was Saturday on night? Thursday, On 30? Yeah, so. it was Sunday rough on and- Sunday was a bit rough. Had the uh, slow, a bit slow start, a little bit slow. Had a brunch for Dad for Father's Day, so I still showed up for that. Oh, so how good! That's that a was... nice way to That's a nice way to get into it. How uh, was brunch? It was beautiful. Dad had a few drinks, so no, they uh... oh, brunch. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, they're not before. Here <laughs> are <of> the dog. <laughs> Cleary Senior. Um, so no, how was how was your weekend? How was when did you get back from your trip? Uh, I got back yesterday. Got back Sunday. Yep. yep So, very. Do you remote. feel refreshed? And oh, like yeah. it? is it? I'm
1: actually. I've struggled to get back into. Um... <laughs> to get back into the the sort of grind of it I've been a bit relaxed probably a bit too relaxed today actually
0: I saw the 3Rw uh team lineup that was coming out yes for 2024 yes Jackie Falgate former colleague of mine at seven and mine. uh would have I, worked I used you to on... work at seven if you, you might Central. Before Central you did yeah I uh, saw so she slotted in for drive and I was like I was trying it on the Instagram when I saw it come up and I saw the the big guns in Brecky mm. Tom Elliott in mornings <laughs> Tony Claire at lunchtime Jackie Falgate and I thought it's my Instagram working. I'm trying to slide across and it sort of ended there. There was no Sam McClure from six. Fair to say that you are probably one of six or seven people
1: <laughs> that have made that point to me, sent me the uh, Instagram photos today, you <laughs> like, did you not get the invite or? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just the sports guy. In fact, do you know what? Before we, before we move on to the whiteboard, there's a um, a friend of mine who actually met at the dog park at Falkenham Park, Caitlin, who works for the Herald Sun. Yep. she's a journo as well. And um, we talk about journalism stuff all the time. You know, first thing in the morning, having a coffee, the dog's running around. And I forget what the issue we were talking about was. And her response was, yeah, like I was talking to her about something in general news. And I said, maybe, you know, you should try this because she's in crime. And her response was, yeah, but you're just a sports reporter. <laughs> and, and she, like, she tried to catch her statement because she was trying like, I didn't mean it. I just meant that. But so that just a sports reporter, it really grinds my gears because I did
0: crime and stuff beforehand. But- and you did six months- seconded in the team with the investigation. Yeah, which Caleb you know? knew very well. And we, we just spoke about on this show. You were part of a, a famous siege. Uh- with Nick Butler. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Dean Bins was the uh, name of the
1: uh, gentleman involved. So you do He's have a lot more bow. strings to your bow. Well, I'd like to think so. But, you know, yeah. people are going to think what they're going to think. Uh, before we get started, make sure you hit the follow subscribe button so you don't miss anything. And uh, please rate and review the podcast. Our uh, loyal traders listener base is growing by the week, why are you holding up a piece of paper?
0: I've got my twenty-two of players playing above their oh. contract value. I can't wait to get. I'm so excited. Can I go downstairs and have a beer while you read it out? No, this well, is beyond micro mitch. This is going to be. This is full We're nuggets everywhere in this. Plus, exciting nuts and bolts to get to today as well. You, you're going to have. a ... I could almost take the pot off. To be yeah, honest, it sounds could. like you're going to
1: dominate it because yep. uh, as we get into the whiteboard, yep, you've got a big one. You have a big fish. A whiteboard, yeah. Oh nuts and bolts is big as well. I know that. Try to follow. You, we, Sorry, I was
0: we, a bit caught up. Yep. We're naturally progressing. It's called a segue. <laughs> Christ. The whiteboard. Yeah. Taran Thomas is going on my whiteboard.
1: Wow. This is this is big. So you reported last week on seven yep. that he was going to meet with Brad Scott. Yes. Coach of Essendon, of course, and you know, most notably former coach yep. of North Melbourne. So would have an existing relationship with Tarron.
0: He coached him for the first half of Taran's first year at North Melbourne before Brad Padaway was with the club and left, but they have got a then came in. pre-existing yep. relationship from Taran, part of the North Melbourne Academy. Brad was obviously heavily involved in his signing, taking in the top 10 of that draft, came in and made an immediate impact. He was an early Rising Star nominee that year. and Yeah,
1: he was a He was a, a star
0: from the get-go. There is a relationship. I understand they have met. Now, Brad Scott and Taran Thomas about what a trade could look like for for twenty twenty four heading into this offseason. So he's contracted. Contracted for one more year on yep. good money at Arden Street. I'm talking in the realms of seven hundred thousand dollars a season. Which look to our to our listeners that are probably coughing up their their uh, morning mm.
1: coffee as they listen on a Tuesday morning, I can understand why you think that. But just keep in mind, as Mitch said, this guy was a gun who burst onto the scene. Um the, the issues that have surrounded him on and off field have all been done sort of pro, uh, yep. sorry post that um that contract being signed. And North Melbourne, and this is not to sound disrespectful, you know they didn't have a lot of stars to fill their TPP with. Correct. So it's I don't think the money that he's on at North should be seen as an issue. It's not really. I'm not sure if he's going to get that sort of coin at, at Essendon. That's the more fascinating thing is what yep. a contract
0: for him and what a potential trade looks like. Well, we spoke about on this show last week about how – Essen are going to approach this trade period all guns blazing. They've just re-signed Darcy Parrish. They're going after Ben Mackay, which, as we spoke about, probably looks less likely now given the others that are in the market for him. They've re-signed Mason Redmond, but they've still got salary cap room to go. So Brad Scott is approaching his first full off-season at the club, saying that we are chips in and we want to really change this list up with the salary cap room we've got. So just getting back to what I was talking,
1: yeah, go on, chuck it on the whiteboard. It's a good one. So Mitch, for the North fans and the SNN fans in particular, mm.
0: listening to this, what's he worth? It's a good question. His last six weeks were really strong. When he came back and worked through all the off-field stuff, got his head right and was able to attack living the life of a professional AFL footballer for the last six to eight weeks. His last month of the season was as good as anyone at North and probably in the top handful of players in the competition really in the last month of the season. Oh, to be cool. Yeah. Yeah it's, um, a, yeah, it's a big call. That's a Ben McCoy $800,000. Well, the champion data stats I saw, I think they had him ranked fifth or sixth best player in the hey, last month. Did, did Mitch just go to champion data?
1: Is that is that a yeah. first
0: here on tradies? That, that, can you ring the
1: air out siren, please, Scotty? <laughs> Thank you. Hey, there it is. Thank you. De- de- just be careful. Um, Don't turn into cane corns.
0: So I reckon had you have asked me mid-season point of the year, he probably would have been worth something in the second round, given everything was happening off field. Yeah. Um, you know, you ask anyone and thinking his career is just hanging by a thread at North Melbourne, he's turned himself around. I don't think North Melbourne would trade him for anything less than a first-rounder now, probably something not even in the top 12 to 14 picks. I reckon that'd have to be something early-ish to get Taron Thomas out of North Melbourne, given what they've committed to him, yep. given the end of the season that he had.
1: And given where their list build is at. That- yes. Like, It makes sense to trade him if you can get a top 10 pick for him. Yeah. But if it's not that, I'm –
0: I'm holding firm if I'm north. They've got all the leverage. 23-year-old with arguably in the top handful of players in your competition in terms of talent right now. Clarko with a full pre-season to work with him. He, he saw him at the start of last year and thought he could be my half-back option. Clarko with a full preseason season with Taron Thomas could be could be dangerous for the competition.
1: Okay, so let's just dig a little bit deeper like we um, tried to do on this pod, who's Terrence's
0: manager? Ben Williams. Yep, based in South Australia. Obviously, spends a lot of time in Victoria. The manager becomes very important here, and got some big name clients. Just on that, Connor Rosie, yep. Jack Licocious, um, Isaac Heaney. He's got some big name players.
1: Yep. So now that it has come out through your reporting that Brad, because you said Brad was going to, right? Yes, he was going to. I, be I believe him? it's happened. It's happened. Okay. He's so had some sort of catch up with Brad Scott. Right. So let's take that as gospel and say that that they've caught up. If I'm North Melbourne, if I'm um, Todd Viney and Clarko and the team, I'm sitting there going, well, it's great that we know that you want him. Yeah. Because he's contracted, so let's have it, boys. It would would have been beneficial for that meeting with Brad to have been kept as quiet as possible because what it does is it gives North more chips
0: in the game of poker that ends up happening in trade. Even the fact that he's contracted, you don't think the fact that it's public now doesn't hurt that? No, but the contract part helps North. Yeah, it does. But in terms of it p- being public, that doesn't affect really his value, does it? No. But what I'm saying is that if
1: if Taron wants to go to Essendon, yeah, like let's just assume that he's got some interest if he's meeting with Brad, yeah, of going to Essendon, you'd as the manager and as the and as Essendon, you'd want to almost get the trade done in your head, right? And then go to North. Yeah. Yeah. N- now it's sort of like it almost gives North impedance to be like, "Well, we we want more." Yeah. You know, we and we're not letting him because Okay, I get you now. Yeah. It feels like you guys are half committed to him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's it's like we talked last week about Joe Danaher. Like it was the opposite then. Once Essendon knew that Tom Harley had met with Joe, it's like, "Okay, well, we want picks 5 and 9." Yeah. And if not, he's contracted for another year. And and they stuck to their guns, which ironically I thought was the wrong decision, but but now having having seen this one, North can't let Taron Thomas go unless it's going to Significantly help them in mm. this year's draft. Yeah, that just has to be bottom line.
0: And I just want to make it clear, I'm not saying Essendon is going to trade for him right here, right now. We're talking hypotheticals in terms of that. They may have met him and think there's too many red flags around what's happening with Taran Thomas. Sure, I just want to put that out there. Sure. But there is a level of interest from Essendon's end to see what he's like. Brad's a big fan. Uh, I want to play a bit of audio just on Brad when he handed his jumper to Taran Thomas back in 2019. You know, I have watched Taran play for a very long time and. For all really good reasons, people talk about sublime skill, great kicking, great footy awareness, great footy brain, you know what I love about Tarrant, he is the ultimate competitor. He's got all those great attributes that I just mentioned, but underlying all of that, the foundation is he is an unbelievable competitor, an unbelievable tackler, loves physical contact, fits into the Shinbona brand perfectly. That is a glowing endorsement if ever I've heard one. There is a relationship there. It's one to watch over the next few weeks. Again, North Melbourne, like you've said, I'm going to want to do this unless they're getting something really heavy in return. His age, where their list is headed, you'd think Taran Thomas would be a big part of what North Melbourne has planned.
1: Yeah. And if, you know, depending on what happens with Mackay, like they could end up having... Four or five first round picks. Yeah, like if they're if they're smart about it.
0: Riley Sanders is the Tasmanian yeah well he, yep. product as well. Who they're hoping to get eligibility for to come through as a next generation academy player too. So yeah, bits for North Melbourne to work through in their off season. Whiteboard time. Where are you headed on this week's edition? So
1: I, I want to talk about um, Bailey Smith a little bit, but I just I'm looking at your whiteboard now. So Darcy Parish.
0: Yeah, we lost a couple of soldiers. It's
1: okay. It's not a competition. Sort of is. <laughs> so how long is Darcy Parish re-signed for? Five years. Are you sure? It's a five-year contract, what the
0: club announced.
1: Did that? I'm reading the club statement and there's there's nothing about a five-year contract. Right. Darcy Parish will continue to don the sash until at least 2028. Oh. After putting pen to paper on a new contract. 26-year-old midfielders recommitted to the Bombers after being one of the AFL's top three agents this year. Reading, 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 reading. No. No, it might just control F five. No, nothing.
0: So, At am I sensing that you're saying there's a five year deal plus a trigger involved, or it could be longer than five?
1: That would be my suspicion. It's happened plenty of times before. Mm. I think it's one to look into. Right. Yeah. And then you—you you know, I love Cane Corns. Like, We're
0: as both a, big as a corns media guys. contributor, but also as a person, I yeah, he's
1: just a terrific human being. But like you know, he he went on my old show, Sports Day, with Jared, and um and congratulated the Bombers on not giving him too long a deal, which I sort of find, I find it humorous where Kane draws a line as to what a long term deal is. Like five is pretty long. It is, and so but if we find out if it's six, does he take the congratulations away? (laughs) Like I, I anyway, I've had this discussion with him in person and on air heaps of times. Like I think long contracts are fine as long as the money's okay. Because yep. you can always move things around. Yep. The only time the long contract becomes an issue is when they're a free agent, which is why Lance Franklin's nine-year deal was such a big risk. Yeah, Because if God forbid the guy broke both his legs playing in his first game, that million dollars a year would have been in the cap mm. for nine years, no matter what. Whereas Darcy Parrish, like, they they're just they moving money around all the time. Port Adelaide have been a better genius. Jason Cripps um, has done it year after year after mm-hmm. year with moving cash around in order to continue to get guys in, which is probably what they'll have to do with Brody Grundy. I know mm-hmm. we're going to talk about him in a second. Anyway, I just that was just an aside about Darcy Parish. I just, mm. I'm suspicious. Yeah, Okay. Uh, Bailey Smith. So we talked about we talked about him the last few weeks. So the Bulldogs are basically saying he's not for sale. Their and then Paul is- Connor's his manager went on uh, AFL. dot com last week. I yep. think
0: in the, as in the last week since we've spoken,
1: yep. and said that he'll be at the Dogs. Yep. But I'm just a big one on language, and I, just, right. I haven't seen. I just I just sense that there's moving parts here. Right. I'm not saying
0: he's not going to be the dogs next year, but- Are you talking moving parts in Bailey getting the ball rolling or other clubs coming harder to try and force Bailey out of the club? I just like- Here's what I would say.
1: If I was another club that was interested in t- trying to poach Bailey Smith, I would have listened and read all of the comments in the last week and wouldn't have been perturbed. Right. That, that would be how I'm looking at it. So- And also- also, in all due respect to the Western Bulldogs, you can't on one hand say he's not for sale and then on the other hand say, geez, we're trying to get high up in the draft this year. It's like, okay, how would you like to do that? Do you know what I mean? I think clubs can be pretty cheeky this time of year. And by the way, so they should be. Like, the, the only people that clubs answer to are their fans and their members, right? Yeah. They're, they're, ultimately, it's, it's their list to do with whatever they want to do. They want to keep all their good players and- get everyone else a good players. Like, ultimately, that's what they want to do. But, yeah, I just – he's, he's just a watch.
0: And you only have to go back 11 months when the Bulldogs wrenched a uh, contracted Rory Lobb out of Fremantle and brought him to their footy club. So clubs targeting contracted players, yeah. holding their ground on contracted players is going to happen a lot. Just back to what you said about being a rival club on Bailey Smith. So put yourself in the shoes of Mark McKenzie, for argument's sake, the that Hawthorne yeah. list manager. Yeah. What out of that – dialogue from Paul Connors and everything that's come out of the Bulldogs camp in the last week, are your ears pricking up at if you're Mark McKenzie?
1: Well, I'd just be – clearly Hawthorne have interest in him and he makes sense for that at least build. Like he'd be perfect, right? A bit of breakaway speed and mm-hmm. can play on the ball, can play on the wing, can play half forward. Um, I would be saying to Paul and Bailey, you know, how's, how are you going? Where, where, where's your head at? We're interested. Oh, I'll contract for next year. Okay, well, we might be interested next year as well. Do you know what I mean? I think it's just getting in early. Yep. Because wherever he plays his footy next year, it feels like it's going to be a pretty big year for him.
0: It is. If,
1: you know, if they set the cat amongst the pigeons, this trade period and he wants to go somewhere and ends up in a new club, well, it's going to be a big first year for him, probably in a new role. And if he ends up staying at the Dogs, which is what Paul says he's going to do, then he's staying in the last year on his, on his contract. And how he plays his footy is going to be pretty significant. Um, and then if he stays at the Dogs and they continue to play him out of position, like – it's bad for the dogs on two levels. They're not getting the best out of him, and it diminishes his trade value come the end of the year. And by the way, he's then out of contract. Yeah. So they lose leverage. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand the dogs are saying he's not for sale, but it's a bit like the housing market. Everyone's for sale at a price, right?
0: And you get the little letter in your letterbox and says, oh, I wouldn't mind buying your house. I would love to be able to get those letters, but I'm <laughs> currently a, a renter. <laughs> That's all right. those that are- uh- you know, hit us up at Tradies Podcast if you've got a property of, of note for Sam. <laughs> Please don't. <on> <laughs> uh, Sam Flann has also been taken off my whiteboard, re-signed at the Gold Coast Best and Ferris, a four-year deal mm. after a lot of interest from Victorian clubs. St Kilda was among those, but mm. he's had the meeting with Damien Hardwick. He's settled. The love that he got post-Stuart Jew allowed him to flourish in that role as a midfielder half-forward and... He's now staying to see uh oh, okay. the end of free agency. One other player who's on my whiteboard is Brody Grundy. Ooh. Last Thursday met with Ken Hinckley. Another seven exclusive from you last week. You had a big week
1: last week while I was away. Maybe that's yeah. joining the dots. Yeah, um, <laughs> hey, I'm happy to move out of Melbourne for you to be the best <laughs> journey that you can be. Uh
0: Ken Hinckley, Connor
1: Rosie, Zach Butters. Sorry, can I I'm not trying to take the piss out of this scenario. I'm really not. Mm. But shit, it's pretty funny that Twelve months ago, Brody Grundy, a Collingwood player, yeah. was meeting with Simon Goodwin, Alan Richardson, and Max Gorn, and now twelve months later, he's meeting with a third club. Yeah, it amazing. At what stage
0: of the season was that? Uh, it was. It was
1: the eve of the finals.
0: Yeah, I reckon it was a similar time.
1: It was a little Maybe bit different mid,
0: mid-finals because he was injured, wasn't he? And we thought we That's knew right. that he was going to miss the rest of the year.
1: That's right. But yeah. now and Darcy got- Cameron had started playing really good footy. Yeah.
0: yeah. And now you've got a scenario where Brody Grundy is moving heaven and earth to get his spot back at Melbourne and partner up with Max Gorn.
1: Yeah, at the same time that one of his old teammates, Jeremy Howe, I think told the Herald Sun yeah. he was never going to be a forward. Yeah. Never. Which is, I mean, Howe is great like that because he always cool calls up. a
0: spade a spade. Um, Jeremy Howe also moved to play forward at Collingwood and now he's one of the best defenders. Yeah. In the film.
1: He's, yeah. Well, he's probably one of the best players to play both ends.
0: Yeah. Absolute star. A long time. So... Butters and Rosie were in Melbourne for the All-Australian Yes. on Wednesday night. They then stayed for the duration of Thursday when everyone else flew back to South Australia. They stayed in Melbourne, and Ken Hinckley wasn't part of that function. He actually flew separately himself on the Thursday you to Melbourne. You pl- took great plane mail, don't you? Well, working, so were you? Working with a few people on this.
1: Were you casing out the airport again? No. are going to- the, the federal police cars are gonna, gonna know your number plate soon. I mean, and they're gonna think you're plotting something. I spent enough
0: time at the airport recently. Yeah, I know. Waiting for dimmer. Yeah, I know. That's, that's just my point. Um the feds don't seem to care about domestic as much as they do international terminal. I wonder why. Um, now I don't know where the meeting was. And I was thinking about driving oh, here that's today. I need to work this out because it'll be it'll be a good nuts and bolts in years to come as we can work mm-hmm. it out. I've got two thoughts. Whether it's in Ken Hinckley's hotel apartment room on the Thursday night, so demons trained all Thursday. Players left the club around three or four o'clock because I was there for. I a, love
1: that you know this shit. I was there for was, a. It's, it's a little bit
0: but it's it's good. It's oh, for I was us. invited into the club, <laughs> mm-hmm. or whether it was at you know Robbie DeRazio's house, being the ma- manager of Brody Grundy. I've still got to work that out. Where Robbie's Bayside somewhere, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I presume so. It'd be some, it'll be some palace. <laughs> um, so, nonetheless, they met with him. Grundy meeting with. Probably the two most along with Jason Hall and Francis influential midfielders in there. It's an it's a nice power play, isn't it, from port to Oh, I like it. Power play. Good. Terrific. We might have used that. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine you would have. To maybe have Brody envisage what his starting centre bounce could look like next year. What do you think though of the timing in the by, in the finals by week? It's fine. A week out from when he's hoping to play in a final against his old club it's at the fine. MCG.
1: I mean Robbie, his manager, I assume, probably would have told Melbourne. And been upfront about it. That's that's usually how they do their business. But I, I don't know. By the way, I'm, I'm not sh- I'm not
0: sure on that. Okay. By the way, just right. from my read on things.
1: Okay. Well, if they didn't, you know, maybe you know, it's, maybe there's a slight fracture in the mm. relationship there. You know, maybe they feel like Brody was sold one thing and it yeah. hasn't happened. So we're just going to meet who we're going to meet. Mm. Four years
0: left on his deal. I expect him to request a trade now. Melbourne have the bargaining. Well, Port, what, Port want him want Melbourne to pay some of the six hundred and fifty. They will, but that'll Melbourne don't have any. Just on this, it's different to last year. Collingwood needed him out. They wanted to move his money. Oh, it's
1: completely they lost different last year.
0: All control. Yep. Melbourne have all control right now because they've got him on a watertight contract for four years at around six hundred thousand dollars a season. Melbourne is paying. Yeah, but you're not. You're not going to keep someone
1: at mm. your club. Yeah, who's going to rot away in the twos. And not be happy. That's just not good business.
0: It's not, but it doesn't mean Melbourne have to pay a cent of when he moves to a third club. No, no, that's true. I accept that. But the, the scenario but I but could it would see, help. It would help the trade value of Melbourne pay some of it. It would absolutely. Port Adelaide will say we'll give you a better. Pick. If Melbourne want a first round pick, well, they're not going to get a first round pick for him if they're paying two or, two or three hundred thousand dollars a season mm, no, well, for a thirty year old who's been playing the bulk of the year in the twos. Don't think so. What if they said to him, "We'll pay two fifty a year and Port bring in a player on four fifty, and you had to give up pick eighteen. Port <sighs> win the flag. You know, yeah, maybe. Hypotheticals. One other one, the power also into Asava Galia. Expect a call in the next four to five days on where he plays his footy next year. They have to move some cash around. Yeah. Old, uh, old Port. Well, you spoke about it before. They've done it previously with Ollie Wines and these sort of guys. They've had, you know, the, the cash yeah. moved around Boak. with Boak, yep. Yeah. Um, he's got what I believe a five year office from Port and Hawthorne.
1: Radigalea does. Yeah.
0: Okay. Do we know what's, what kind of coin? I don't think it's mega coin. Like, I, Just I over average. I wouldn't say it's high fours. Uh, no, I think it'd be a bit more than that to get him out. I don't think it's upwards of like 650. I don't think it's over 650, 700.
1: Well, if it is, it's ridiculous.
0: Mm. I think you're what, paying What for,
1: has Asava done to dictate that sort of cash?
0: Be had a contract and shown a bit of upside into what you can be as a defender, I think.
1: Yeah, well, if uh, if Hawthorne are willing to pay Asava radically that sort of cash, then they should just be giving it to Ben Mackay, I would have thought.
0: Mm. And then I have I'd be to going, up the trade asset. Give yeah, me he'll free be open. going after
1: Osava, Um if I can get him a lot
0: cheaper than yeah. Ben, but I don't also have to pay a trade for Ben, and then you're if you're if you're Geelong, who are bracing for him to request a trade in the next few days, yeah. you see a five year deal lob on your table from another club, and think, well, geez, that's that's exciting because we might be able to try and force a bigger trade here. You know, like players don't move for five year deals and be worth anything less than a trade of sort of a pick twenty, do they? Like if you're Geelong and you and you see Radicalea, hang on, sap- I'm
1: missing something here. What, are you saying that
0: Asaba Radicalea is worth a first round pick? Yeah. Well, if you moving on a five, how many players move on five year deals that aren't worth first rounders? Yeah, but no, nah, he couldn't be worth it a first rounder. You're very generous. Answer me this. A first
1: rounder. How many players have later?
0: moved on five year deals and not been worth first rounders? Well, again, it depends what the coin is. Yeah. That, that's a fair point.
1: So he's 25. He's played 75 games in six seasons. Yeah. Never been close to a BNF. Hasn't polled a Brownlow vote. Has play, played. Both ends. Mm. Kick four goals in a game once, but it's being touted as a key defender. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be given a first-round pick for that. The five-year deal, that's again, coming back to my point around Kane, Like the five-year deal doesn't bother me, depending mm. on the coin. But if you are sitting here trying to tell me that a Sarva Radigalea is worth a five-year deal- of $650,000 and a first-round pick, I have, I must be watching a different sport.
0: All I'm saying is on the There's historical no, no value- No disrespect to
1: Asava, by the way. Like no. He's, he's, he's come in, he's had injuries, he's been thrown at both ends, he's trying to get into a team that is it, you know, winning flags, or get, get all of that. I'm just saying on the surface of it, I don't understand.
0: And this is what the market dictates for a player like this now. Two separate clubs offering five-year deals for Asava Adaglia. Okay. Now, he's not a free agent, so those clubs will have to trade for him. He's so, out of contract. Geelong- you, yeah, know, you so could do argue- I have any leverage? Well, the fact that there's two bidders suggests there is, but this is where we talk about free agency compared to a traded player. If he comes out and chooses Hawthorne. Sorry, is
1: free agency the one where you don't have to trade for? Is that? I'm just, I'd love you. Can you tell me again?
0: <laughs> yes. This is the way the trade world is set up. If there's two bidders, like Port Adelaide and Hawthorne in this scenario, Geelong really should be able to dictate where he goes if there's two clubs that are keen for him. But yep. what will happen is he will request a trade to one of these clubs and will essentially be, de- be dealt with like a free agency move. He'll get to that club. That's where Geelong will lose a little bit of value at the trade table. I'm
1: not sure how Porter getting all these deals done. Mm, that's that's tough. I mean, that's I, the next I, By the way, great, right. to, have, great to have people come, wanting to come to your club when
0: you're finishing in the top four. Mm, and they don't like have that. their first round pick because they gave it out last year for Fort 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 Francis. For Francis, yeah.
1: <laughs> Clearly, Jason um, Cripps, their list manager, and Chris Davies, head of footy, mm. which he's up there with one of the better one-two punches in the comp. Yep. That probably one of the best, actually. They've just built a really successful playing list for me. I know they haven't won a, I know they haven't made a grand final, but mm. geez, they've been close. Lost two home prelims. If they can get Grundy and get Radaglia without overpaying him, yeah, it's pretty good.
0: Someone might have to fall out.
1: Absolutely. Uh, anything else for the whiteboard before we go?
0: No, that's it. Okay, that's it for the whiteboard.
1: Now it's time for the very much self promoted from Mitch. Now some else.
0: Where are we going? It's what they call a tease. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Right. To keep people listening. Okay. I can't wait for you to Nuts and Bolts tease is clearly, stuff. in my personal experience, the most spoken about anecdotally by fans and listeners of the show. When people
1: do that, do you remind them that Sam created the segment?
0: No, I probably shouldn't. Mm.
1: But you get a lot of positive feedback on nuts and bolts too. I do. Yeah. And I make sure I tell people that it was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Trelaw. Oh wow. Oh, I just got tingles. Wow, this is one of the big ones.
0: Collingwood is about to play in a qualifying final in front of 95,000 people. When Adam Traw joined the club on a six-year deal ahead of 2016, you would have predicted that he'd be playing in that game, but he's not. He's on his postseason holidays because he's a Western Bulldogs player. They missed the finals. Take you back. End of 2015, Adam Traw has big deals on offer from Collingwood and Richmond. He chooses Collingwood. The deal's done between the Magpies and the Giants. Graham Allen who is the Giants head of footy at that stage, does the deal with the Pies. A few months later, he lands a job at Collingwood. Just an interesting subplot to the move, Adam Trelaw, Six-year deal, starts in 2016 at the Magpies. First couple of years, he goes second and third in the best and fairest at the Collingwood Footy Club. 2018, tears both hamstrings, gets back, plays in a losing grand final to West Coast. 2019, again, finishes fourth in the best and fairest and then we get to 2020 where he's forced out of the footy club. Before we get into what happened in 2020, I want to take you back a couple of years. Collingwood playing in grand finals, pushing in the rebirth under Nathan Buckley, had big deals to sign for Goey, Darcy Moore, Brodie Grundy, which we've spoken a lot about on this show in order of keeping him with other clubs circling a player like Brodie Grundy. Scott Penderbury on a million dollars a season at this stage at the peak of his powers. The salary cap was tight. At yep. Collingwood. Yeah, which we talked
1: about a little bit when we did the Grundy nuts and bolts.
0: Yeah. Yep. They've had to move money around. Adam trelaw before he was moved out of the footy club, actually restructured his deal three times with Collingwood between 2016 and 2020. He back-ended his contract.
1: So they were kicking the can down
0: the road, yep. really. where well, you get to the end of 2020 and his contract average for the remaining five years of that deal until 2025 was between 900 000 to $950,000 a season – yeah. For a player who in 2018 has t- torn both hamstrings and then in 2020 done calf and hamstring injuries again, played just 10 games in his last year at Collingwood.
1: Yeah, but was really good when playing. A star. Like he was, would he have been their best player in the 18 granny that they lost? If he wasn't, he was close anyway. Yep, yep. Uh, up there. I know there's Collingwood supporters screaming at me that that's wrong. I can just hear them. DeGoey kicked three, I think. Yeah,
0: DeGoey was good. Um, he was very good that day. On so my head. So the year it all went down with Adam Traw was twenty twenty. But the year before, Collingwood through Ned Guy had a management had a meeting with Adam Traw's management, Tim Hazel, Tim Hazel and Peter Blucher yep. of Vivid Sport, trying to inquire about him moving to Gold Coast. This is when Gold Coast were at their lowest ebb. There was a, there was an ex, exploration of a deal between Collingwood and Gold Coast to get Adam Traw to move to Queensland. And was this when Adam's partner was playing netball or had this relationship this is, not started yet? This is 12 months before she'd returned to the netball court, but there was the view of her returning That's right. to netball. Yes. yes. Adam didn't have – didn't want a bar of that. Fair enough. But I reckon had the Lions have been involved in this, there may have been a different change. He just didn't, he just didn't want to go to Gold Coast given where they were at yeah. in terms of their list profile. and Yeah, and –
1: why, that why was a he, laughing
0: stock at the time. He's got a contract with the biggest club yep. in the country. That was knocked on the head. Then you get to 2020 when his partner, Kim Revillion has signed with the Queensland Firebirds to officially make a netball return mm-hmm. um, after welcoming their first uh, child together. Kim is moving to Queensland. Collingwood go to Adam with the view of that money that's owing, $900,000 plus a season for the remaining five years of his contract, knowing full well that we need to get this money off our books, because we're starting after having lost the grand final in 2018, we're slowly starting to move our way back down the ladder and it's it's hurting us in terms of attracting other players and being having any sort of move around our salary cap. They've gone to Adam and said, would you explore a move 12 months on having asked you the first time? He said no. Collingwood, go back to him, having gone on with all the intentions of you know the personal, we don't think you're best suited here because your partner's going to be living in Queensland, we think it'd be better for your footy to move elsewhere – he was then told a few weeks after that original conversation, no, we want you off the books because of salary cap. So it's gone from move because of the family situation to Adam, no, no, you're not required here. Get out of the footy club. And this is where I got real messy. Nathan Buckley led a lot of the conversations for Collingwood at the time. Head coach, rare, rare that it would happen like Which, this.
1: Which I don't know if you read, Mick Warner did a really
0: good piece with Nathan last week. Okay. Yeah. q and
1: And Buck's actually admitted he, he doesn't regret a lot, but he regrets- allowing himself to become the face of it. Yeah, right. Because it wasn't really anything to do with him. And, well, th- and then it, it ended up fracturing their relationship yep. as well because it looked like Bucks was driving a lot, yep. of, which I'm not sure was was accurate.
0: So I thought, anyway, a few years later, I thought that was a good bit of journalism from him, Yeah. And most other clubs wouldn't have the head coach doing a lot of the communicating. So Ned no one, Guy no one would. is the list boss. Jeff, Jeff Walsh is the head footy, of footy.
1: Very, uh, the most probably experienced person in yep. football
0: administration so in, in the league. Like how he hasn't been involved in this to you know is yeah. a surprise looking back in hindsight. Mark Anderson, CEO at the time, just joined the club and Eddie McGuire. It
1: was very unCollingwood. Yeah, it was very messy.
0: Yeah, what I was told is that Jeremy Howe played a huge role in trying to keep the peace between Adam and the Footy Club because there was all sorts of things coming out. It was Adam felt like he was being told by Collingwood that senior players didn't want you here. Yep. Collingwood was basically so a throwing of stories a- from Tom Morris, I reckon, at the yep. time that was he was clearly had some good sources yep. in the club, and that was driving a lot of the, f- the friction as well. Yep. So this went from being what well, they hoped was a, a personal decision with the move to Queensland, then to a business decision. It got really messy between. Yep. Play- Adam was Collingwood was throwing everything at him to try and to tell him you're best off leaving this footy club, and he kept going back to the fact I've got five years left owing on my on my deal, and I've changed my contract multiple times to help to appease you guys to help the club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Collingwood at the time, also working through Stevenson um, and Tom Phillips. They were trying to move out of the footy club as well. Yeah, wow. Stevenson, the, the hub, it was around the hub time. No, as much as it was the salary cap, I think as much for, for Jaden, it was the professional lifestyle of being a footballer. It was best for him to, to leave the footy club. Tom Phillips, similar. I think it was more just around for, for Tom Phillips. They felt that they could get more upside on the wing um, outside of him. Then after all this has gone down... Adam finally gets his head around in the last week of trade period that maybe it's maybe it's best if I do move. Even though I've got this five-year contract only at Collingwood, everything that's gone on. Yeah, how the can you go back there? I reckon he, there would have been a way, given the playing group was still on board with him, the management and Bucks and everything had gone on, that was messy. But I think the playing group largely was still supportive of Adam Treloar, yep. despite what the club was saying. He got his head around it. St Kilda and the Bulldogs were the two clubs that showed the most interest. The Saints explored it, but... Ultimately, they'd committed to Brad Crouch that time as a as a free agent, mm. and then the Dogs were sort of the last club left standing. Adam Trelaw, with about four or five days left in trade period, meets with his partner and his little girl at Luke Beveridge's house with Bevo and the list boss Sam Power. Any scones?
1: Being no, no I don't. okay.
0: What would Bevo serve? You reckon steaks? Little Barbie at the back, <laughs> stubby or something like that. Definitely. Um. And then he was left with little choice. There wasn't too many other clubs really going hard at Adam Treloar. and Well, because a, of the, the cash situation. the cash. Yeah, yeah.
1: That yeah. makes sense.
0: Um, so remind me what they coughed up, Mitch. Collingwood received pick 14 and a future second rounder. Yep. And had to pay- 300, and we'll get to that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The Dogs received Trelaw picks 26, 33, and 42. Now, if you look at the picks- <laughs> Dogs did well. The dogs did incredibly well because they had to move that pick fourteen out and get picks in the twenties and thirties because they had Jamara yugo Hagen coming as the next is, generation academy star. It's the same year they got pick one. So How are the dogs not winning the flag? Yeah. This is weird. Yeah. And then that second that future second rounder ended up being pick thirty-eight because the year later they they play in the grand final. Yeah. So that the picks. In isolation, basically cancelled each other out. Amazing. And the dogs get Trelaw. Yeah, who's being half paid by. <laughs> basically six hundred to $650,000 a season. The the pies pay $1.5 million over the five years for Adam Trelaw, roughly $300,000 a season over the life of that. Now, how that's structured up, there's differing views on whether that was front-ended, whether it's actually $300,000 a season. But the trade went down in the last minute of trade period, and the dogs were also trying to make sure they kept Josh Dunkley, who the Bombers were chasing at the time. So Sam Power and the Bulldogs' list management team had so much, so many balls in the air at that stage
1: because Essendon thought that it was great for them. Yeah, if was coming in because it had helped yep. them get Dunkley out. Yeah, but uh, Sam Power and Meat were saying no thanks. Yes,
0: and after all that, Dunkley and Trwal became best mates. Yeah, still to this day are best mates. <laughs> Even though Dunkley ironically left. <laughs> yeah. Now the pies and dogs came to a. It wasn't a formal agreement on the, the, the time in terms of what was being paid. So I don't know if you recall at the time, it took two or three weeks after the trade period for the whole money situation to be fleshed out. Yeah, I remember. And a bit like we're talking this year about Grundy, Trelaw has got to deal with Collingwood and he's got to deal with Bulldogs separately. Now, the dogs had committed to their portion of it. There was a bit of haggling to be done between um, you know, the, the pies and how much they were paying Adam Trelaw. They eventually got there, and like we said, basically $1.5 million over the five years and the dogs – Roughly six hundred to $650,000 a season for five years of Adam Shaw's money. And he's got two years left still to this day at Witten It's an amazing story. Yeah. And really well told from you. Great
1: nuts and bolts. Um, as a smaller side, can I just say, it is beyond remarkable that Collingwood are in the position that they're in, paying yep. Brody Grundy and Adam Treloar to play at other clubs. That is
0: amazing. $600,000 a season – Roughly for the last few years, it's, cr- it's crazy. Year. It's crazy, and they're the best team in the comp comfortably. Now that levels it out, self out with the fact that Nick Dacos is being paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars this year. Yeah, and, and I understand playing probably probably like an eight hundred and fifty. So yeah, that probably you, you, you take the
1: good, the bad. Yeah, T- totally. But GZ have done pretty well, mm. haven't they? They have, and they've changed coaches. Yep, and they've changed presidents. Yep, and Graham Wright's come in and been a really stabilising influence, clearly on the joint. And kudos where it's due. I reckon you know, the Pies have done. Really well, but that yeah. that list, that 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 the management of of the TPP during that period really caused some significant
0: issues, which yeah. they're still recovering from. Really, yeah. do you think they've been just before we leave this? Do you think they've been burnt by those trades in hindsight? I don't think they have, apart from the the, the money side of the. Fact I think that- we'll see in a, in
1: a few years. I don't think we've seen the full potential ramifications. I'm still interested in Collingwood's list build. I'm still okay. I, I think they've. I think. I think they're playing way beyond where their list is, which is a, a, a real tick for not just Craig McRae, but Justin Lepage and Brendan Bolton and yep. you know, the whole team in there. Hayden Skipworth, is it? Yep. Yeah. So um yeah, let's let's see. Are we doing more of you now? Is this are you doing I'll, is I'll this your this enough quick. team? This is my enough team. Okay.
0: So just just remind me what this is again. Clubs win premierships built on having the most players in the competition at that season playing above their contract value compared to their opposition. Okay. This is my <laughs> list of 22 from this year's finals team, all 22 plus a sub, playing above their contract value.
1: Are you going to tell us what they're on?
0: Roughly. Okay. So the salary cap's about $13 million, $14 million a yeah, season. Yeah, 13.7 or whatever it is. In the AFL. This team is worth about six hundred six point five million million. So this is the bargain basement. Team. And I think this team could win the flag this year or go close. From the back line. John Noble, Collingwood, signed his last deal at the end of 2021. you going to spend that long to twenty
1: twenty Are going to be average three hours? Calamilky. No, no, just give me, give me player salary.
0: That's all I want from the back line. John Noble. Okay, how about we do this? $400,000 is the average wage. I'm going to tell you if they're just below it, on it, or just above it. No, I want you to tell me what they're on. I don't know. This is the thing. I don't claim to know what every player's worth in terms of their specific dollars. And uh, it's disappointing. That's not fair for me to, to okay, guess on these things. Do it your way. John Noble, Callum Wilkie, Jack Buckley. Now, on Jack Buckley at the Giants, signed at the end of 2021. At that time, he had 17 games. Now, he's one of the better lockdown defenders in the competition and yep. part of a big reason why the Giants have signed Half-backs. on and been so good this year. Oleg Markov. Bargain basement this mm. year. I reckon he's on probably 120 dollars to $150,000 a season. Plus Madgies. No other option. Amazing. Gets an AFL contract. Jack Payne. He's just signed until the end of 2029, but this deal, he's on less than AFL average, probably between 200 dollars to $300,000 a season. At the time he signed his last contract, he played seven games. He's now a very long-term prospect for the Brisbane Footy Club. Halfback, Jack Sinclair. I reckon this is about average AFL wage, $400,000 or just over. When's he had a contract? Signed his last deal in July of 2021, 12 months before that. In all Australian back-to-back now since then. Yeah. Shit. He'd been an emergency for seven straight games in the 12 months before signing his last deal. Now, he's since re-signed for 2024 onwards, but I think Jack Sinclair is one of the best value players in the competition on his current deal this year, yeah. in 2023. Nice. The Center line. Mason Wood, delisted free agent, second year at the Saints, similar story, didn't have many options, had to t- take what was on offer from the club. Nick Dacos, we've just spoken about. It's about $250,000 a year capped this year, what he can earn. It's <laughs> amazing. Blake Akers on the other wing. Took the three-year deal at the Blues last year. It's about AFL average, just a bit under. He hasn't had a great year, is he? He's had a good last month. Has he? Blake Akers, I think, yeah. Okay. That's my view. Errol Goulden, probably playing like an $800,000 player. Yeah, I'm worried about him Friday night. I'm not going to stand up? No, I'm, oh. as a Carlton
1: Sorry. supporter- I worry that he may slice the team that I grew up arracking for.
0: He could be Sydney's best
1: player. He could be Sydney's best player. Probably wins their BNF this year. He probably wins their BNF this year.
0: His last deal he signed in February of 2022, he just started to sort of come onto the scene a bit there. So he's year four now, Errol Goulden. His next contract will be mega, but I think this current deal would be just over AFL average. Center half forward, Jacob Van Royen, year two. He's playing like he's in year six. Zach Bailey... I reckon he'd be just over AFL average, $600,000 a season-ish, Zach Bailey. Full forward line, Mitch Owens, Jeremy Finlayson, Coszy Pickett. Still year four for Coszy Pickett. His big deal is the one he's just signed, but 2023 wouldn't be mega bucks. The ruck line, Kieran Briggs at the Giants hmm. had nine games to his name when he last re-signed. Tom Green, year four, I reckon it's about $500,000 a season, oh, just over goodness. AFL average. <laughs> he's going to be a star. And Zach Butters. What would he be like? Seen by many as probably the best player in the competition this year. Could win the Brownlow. I reckon he's on about six hundred dollars to $700,000 a season this year. Playing like a million-dollar player, if not more. Have they re-signed him? Uh, he's out of contract into next year. Oh, it's going to be a big deal. Yes. So, uh, bench, Nazai Wangane millera Hayden McLean just signed a four-year deal, but his last contract, he was just a fringe player at the at the Swans. Jack Ginevan signed at the start of 2022. That's a bargain deal on basically yep. matches. Darcy Wilmot, year two at the, at the Lions, and then my sub is Mateus Filippo. How long did that take you, that team? <laughs> Probably an hour.
1: It's amazing. It's like you've gone full enough. This is the things I do instead of watching movies. Did you watch Training Day? Not yet. What have you been doing? Doing this. Making calls. Do you know I have re-watched Training Day? <laughs> since,
0: <laughs> since we've spoken since, about since, it. Yeah,
1: because it was just in my head. Yeah, right. So I have I did my homework. Ethan Hawke, I will get to it. I had a lot of feedback about my Ethan Hawke commentary. <laughs> Did well, you oversell him? I think people think I held him, but I, I, I am standing by it because I, I think the people that don't like Ethan Hawke's career, the people that haven't watched a lot of his movies, that's what I think. That's what I think. I'll be the judge of that this time next week. Uh, okay. Well, that was a big ep from you. I feel like you drove a lot of that. Yeah. Sorry if people were sick of my voice. No. No one's sick of your voice. And we're all excited for Talking finals. Yes. Channel 7, 10 p.m. Check your local guides. Tuesday night? Tuesday night. Yep.
0: Are you nervous? No, yeah. his voice just. <laughs> Should went up, I be? Voice just went up two octaves. <laughs> Should I be? Probably tomorrow will hit me. Do you get nerves Hope before we us- go on camera? Oh, you're only not as much as I used to. Yep. Did you used to? I, I have a weird thing with nerves. I don't. I don't get them. Right. Yep. What are you most? Ne- what's? I'm part sociopath, so it's. In the last me. twelve months, what would you have been most nervous about? Um, the last
1: twelve months. What would I have been most nervous about? I can't think of anything.
0: Yeah, right. Uh,
1: Carlton playing in a final. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sick about Friday. I feel, feel Are you sick. there in a working capacity or no, a nuffy just, capacity? No. Well, no, I'm not enough like you. I just, I am attending on mm. Friday mm. with uh, my best mate and research assistant, Dan. Right. And uh, yeah.
0: I'm like it to meet Dan. Pinky I, brain.
1: I, uh, haven't attended a Carlton final since 2011 when they played Essendon. Right. Under Brett Ratton. been a long time. Yeah. Not, not like Geelong fans like you mm. just attend finals like they're going to barbecues. It's nice to have September off. <laughs> you're such <laughs> a dickhead. You are such a dickhead. All right, that's it for us. Uh, make sure you're watching Footy Classified on Wednesday as well. Eddie's taking
0: the week off, so they've- uh, Oh, you're in the host, chair. Yeah. They've brought in a different host. You've got a bit of facial – take us through the – you're going to have to have a shave before you host? Or? I, I will I will shave. Right. And the hair's getting to the point where it's almost it's a cut too. It'll slick back? But don't tell
1: anyone at night. Okay. I don't want to cut it. That's it for episode – I think it's 26. 26 episodes of you and me talking absolute garbage. And people, and people are sticking with us. People are sticking with us. We love that. We love that. Thanks and, for tuning in. And we're just getting started as well. It's definitely a couple of big trade stories brewing. Don't yep. worry about that. Thank you for tuning in and remember, follow Tradies on Spotify or iHeart or iTunes or wherever you listen to your pods. You can get Mitch on socials at Cleary underscore Mitch and at Tradies as well, at Tradies
0: Podcast. Uh, Are we still big on TikTok? Is that still happening? Oh, yeah. Really? We need to do a TikTok live soon. That's where it's at now. What's that? It's when you go live and you can interact with your, your listeners and viewers live. Right. Next week.
1: Maybe, if it gets worked into the contract. Thanks, everyone. I hope you enjoy, enjoyed the uh, the early release as well. And we'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to another Producey podcast. If you enjoyed the show, it would be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, subscribe, tap the bell, leave a review, or even share it with your friends. So if you want to get in touch, share feedback, suggestions, or to advertise with one of our podcasts, then simply email hello at com. Thanks for tuning in.